Daydreaming About Dragons, Reply Show, Story Now. So I got an amazing message from my friend Andrew uh, and about, you know, kind of about the gaming and and podcasts and, and blog posts and all that. And I'm just going to read it and let it speak for itself because it's beautiful. In my casual Friday night game with old college friends and wives, we've crafted a world where the dead aren't funeralized in some fashion they come back. And I wonder if that's because of the time we're living in, the ambient, ever-present stress. If that's because I find myself feeling that something's missing with Dad, yeah, he didn't want a headstone funeral, or if us olds are cusping a time when we're all feeling the time apportioned to us starting to dwindle, and we're chewing on regrets and things left unfinished. Maybe it's a page from our trophy gold game, too? Don't know, but there's something happening there, and it feels weird somehow. So, yes. Short answer, Andrew. Oh my goodness, yes. Everything feels weird. Everything in my life and our lives has been recontextualized. And it's been recontextualized through this stressful time. And and I have found it has absolutely affected my gaming. Uh, I don't mean to. I'm not I'm not going into the game thinking I'm going to I'm going to covid the shit out of this. But for example, uh Sean Nittner and I Played are playing a Burning Wheel campaign. And in the first book of this campaign, he was playing Bina Janos, who was traveling here, hither and yon, uh, going as far as she could in order to stop a war from happening that would destroy her family and her community. Okay, lots of travel, lots of back and forth, lots of powerful figures, and leaving home for the first time. That was... A couple years ago, we started that game before any of this. In the second game, and this was not conscious. None of this is conscious. In the second game, he's playing Pilara the Pillar, uh, a dwarven, uh, a dwarven, uh, you know, delver and and tunneler and miner, who wants to just make nog with her family, but is so good at tunneling and getting people organized and and all that stuff that that she is drawn in to a mission to tunnel into uh, a dragon's lair and and save some people and the dragon's lair is a uh, an old uh, dwarven holdfast called the vault that's also a great library because why not and in the first session uh, Talara sneaks into the dragon's lair with her son and a couple of other folks, and the dragon sees them, and she, in order to save them, swears an oath to the dragon to help the trolls who are, who are sworn to the dragon's service uh, to mine and, and increase the dragon's wealth. Right? So the dragon, rather than kill the trespassers, sees an opportunity to swear a very competent tunneler and delver and, and miner and takes that opportunity. So what has happened here? Why is that COVID-like, right? Because we've got this big, powerful thing that is out there that we can't really deal with in any tangible way, right? That's what the dragon was to Sean. And then we've got a work situation that's been entirely, that's the same, it's the same job, but it's been entirely recontextualized. And we have an oath that binds us to home and makes it unable for us to leave and see the people we love. So if 
I did not mean for that to happen. I did not plan that. Sean didn't plan it. We didn't talk about that before game. We didn't say, we didn't agree to have a thematic game about COVID and the pandemic. It just bled in because it's the air we're breathing right now. And you can't help it. It's going to affect things. This world we're in is going to affect things. Um, seeing injustice, injustice in the world and, and, and seeing it in a visceral way all over our social media is going to affect things. And that's okay. And if, it, if it's too much and you just don't want to deal with it, then just tell your friends, hey, can we not do this? Can we not go into a plague town? Can we not, you know? So just, you know, keep it, keep it real. Don't let the game be an exhaustion and another drain. Let it be, let it be something that, that is uplifting. And, you know, keep, that, keep those windows of communication open. And I just don't see how it can't bleed in to these things that we create together as a community. It just is. It's going gonna, it's gonna to bleed in there. So take care of each other. Thank you. Thank you, Andrew for sharing your wonderful poetry and I, I appreciate you and I'm glad we're friends. I'm glad we, uh, we bonded in the Swordlands all those years ago and let's get to the next response. Here we go. And we've got an email from David. Uh, here we go. Hi Judd, not sure if you remember me. It's been a while. I'm formerly of the Game Master Show podcast, currently part of the Cowboy Dracula YouTube channel, and I'll have a link to that, and the soon-to-be Lair of Secrets podcast, which, if I found it correctly, has two proto-episodes up. Uh, I couldn't find it on my podcatcher, but I will put a link to it in the show notes so that if you want to look, look it up, you can. I'm excited. I, I love the the subjects of the, uh, of the two episodes, so I'm definitely going to stop by and listen to it. Um, Gamma World, Hex Crawls, 10K Training, Top 3 New RPGs We Like. I'm in. Tap, tap. Tap in a good way, not tapping out. When you spoke about solving mysteries and finding clues to those mysteries, I immediately thought of the game I'm running of Brindlewood Bay by Jason Cordova and how that system works. Cool. Boiling it down, the system is elegant. There is a list of clues that the players can find, but not where they are or who might have them. The players roll a check as they roleplay, and if they succeed, they find a clue. Uh, the GM needs to, to fit in how they find it, but other than that, they have found it. The next part is what I think is brilliant, especially for a murder mystery game, which, is, which this is. There is no right answer at the start. The players gather clues, think over all of their interactions, and once they have a suspect and enough clues to tip the dice in their favor, they make a roll to see if they're correct. They make the roll. Add in the number of clues they found, and as a result of the roll, lets everyone know if they were correct or if they just accused the wrong person. I really like this system since it requires much less prep and doesn't succumb to the situations that sometimes happen with pre-scripted murder mysteries. The downside is that it puts a lot of pressure on the players. Uh, for groups that sit back and like going for a ride of encounter to encounter, this won't work like that. 
If the group loves narrative control, then this is a good system for them. I've been really enjoying the podcast since I found it. Thank you so much. I had missed Sons of Cryos and was glad to see you podcasting again. Thank you. Looking forward to future episodes. David. David, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, I can't see your picture on – it's just really small on my, on my, on my small screen. So I, I don't – I'm not putting a name to a face, and I apologize for that. Uh, the, the Game Master show does ring a bell. Um, I apologize if we met at a con and I just don't have it. So my apologies. I love what you're saying. Uh, Jason Cordova's Brindlewood Bay is definitely a game I am interested in. I will put a link in the show notes. I've heard great things about it. Uh, it is a uh, about a group of elderly women who work who uh, who have who are members of a local mystery book club, and they find themselves investigating and solving real life murder mysteries. Uh, and some of them are supernatural, and so it gets Lovecraftian. So it's like H.P. Lovecraft cozy crime dramas, which is you know awesome, uh, a lot of fun. I dig it, and and I think it's great. I think there are so many different ways to do these kinds of games, and and I'm I'm glad that that amazing people like Jason Cordova are are figuring it out. Uh, you know, and he, he's he's a an awesome uh, game designer, and and. Uh, you know, he's been definitely hitting the heavy bag and running games for a really long time. And it's cool to see folks figuring out different ways to do stuff. Uh, I, when I was running the games I was running, I tended to like to know what had happened. But I think there's some genre distinctions that need to be made, right? Because there's, there's mystery and then there's crime. And I feel like they're very different thematically. Uh, and I feel like when people talk about investigation, investigative games with investigative elements, uh, they, sometimes they, they get kind of conflated and mixed up. So is it – I mean for me, it's more about the, the corruption and the mess of the world and, and, and the, the forces that made this terrible thing happen and can you, can you kind of, you know – I don't know, find out what exactly happened and make it better maybe, or, or what do you do with that information once you have it? Um, whereas a whodunit is something very different and, and I'm excited to play Brenda Wood Bay. Uh, I know, uh, a, a neighbor of mine loves it and is interested in it. And so I'm sure it's going to hit our table sooner rather than later. Um, if we ever get back to a table, but you know, Zoom or something. It's 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 going to happen, and I, I think that that's a neat premise. Uh, having having you know sat in on library book clubs with elderly women, uh, I am I'm charmed, 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 charmed. And I think that's so. What I want to take from this is not necessarily uh, the way Brenda Wood Bay does this, which I think is very very cool, um, but that there are lots of different ways to do different types of games and you don't have to be, even though I liked doing it the way I did it, that doesn't mean when I go into Brindlewood Bay, I have to go in with like a, a, you know, an ugly puss on my face and be like, well, this isn't the way I like to do investigative games. I like it when it's set up who, who knows who did it. And this is, you know, this is silly and too narrative and I can't, you know, immerse or whatever. Uh, I'm just going to go in and play a fun game and, and have fun doing it and, and do something a different way for a game and enjoy that. For what it is, uh, so yeah, that's all, David. I just wanted to talk about that kind of thing, you know, playing different types of games and playing something that that may be outside of your comfort zone or your wheelhouse in a way, and and being all right with that, and even digging it for what it is, because you already have your favorite game over here, so you don't need every game to be that. That's what I'm saying. 
thank you so much for calling in, David. I love the the name Cowboy Dracula. Uh, I just want I just love those words together. Uh, and I'm looking at your playlist, and the games you're playing are cool. And I'm definitely I'm a subscriber, so I'm I'm watching. I'm on you, and and I'm looking forward to seeing seeing your stream, and seeing what games you play. Uh, I'll have links to the Layer of Secrets and Brindlewood Bay and Cowboy Dracula. It's all going to be there. Go check it out. David, thank you so much for calling in. Please feel free to call in again if anything else occurs to you. And I will definitely be listening to Layer of Secrets. Uh, I'll, I'll be listening to it. Uh, you know, I'll, these two episodes look really cool. And I'll put it on my, my podcast, uh, you know, app once, once it, it, it comes up. So good luck with the new podcast and, and, and have fun gaming. It's been great. It's great talking to you. Thank you so much for listening to Daydreaming About Dragons, Reply Show Story Now. This is a reply show. It's not a normal show. So thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Uh, if you are, if your curiosity is piqued, please grab a show that will have the regular structure. That's going to have, that's going to be a show with an actual number, an episode number. Uh, and uh, check it out. Uh, usually we have, well, not usually, always so far, we have a, a little 10 minute bit about a technique at the table. And then we have a 10 minute bit afterwards uh, where Inspiration Goat gives me a piece of media and I talk about it and what I like about it and something I can take from it and, and utilize at the table. So please check that out and let me know what you think. And once you do let me know what you think, you might end up here uh, on a reply show. You can do that in a number of ways, and it's one of the primary ways to support the show. It is emailing me at judd.karlman at gmail.com, uh, or you can tweet at me at inspirationgoat, all one word, inspirationgoat. So, uh, you know, tweet at me about the show, something that, that occurred to you, uh, something about that we talked about that you'd like to, uh, me to delve into more or something that I talked about that, that you would like to offer some insight into, uh, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, and how I hear from you can be any number of things. It could be your own episode of a podcast where you produce your own thing, or it can be a blog post, or it can be a YouTube video, whatever you'd like. Uh, and I will try to take a bite-sized piece of it. I'll give a link to it, and then I'll respond, and we'll have a conversation of sorts in a way. And that'd be great. It'd be wonderful to hear from you. So please do. Uh, the other way to support the show is to take a look at the, uh, at the donation links that we have in the show notes and make the world a just place because black lives matter and trans lives matter. And, and the world is showing its ugly face. And I would like to combat that in some way with this weird, wondrous hobby. So if you feel like you need to support the show in some monetary manner, uh, that would be how I'd ask you to do it right now. Thank you. Uh, Inspiration Goat has their own Twitter account. I'm still excited about that. I'm still going to ride the high of that for as long as I can. So check that out. That is where I will also be posting new episodes of the show on Twitter if you need that kind of a reminder. And... That's about it. Just had a wonderful weekend of gaming. I can't wait to talk to you about it on the, on the regular show. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Our next call-in is a letter. So it's not really a call-in. Fuck me. <laughs>